Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 126 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I chat with the lovely Jessica Stanchfield. Jess walks us through her recovery journey and how her childhood trauma affected her substance use. She walks us through what her crazy wild life was like being a VIP bottle service girl at one of the hottest nightclubs in Miami, Florida. It got wild. This is a fantastic episode, so here we go. Are you lonely? Do you need local sober girls to hang out with? I got you. Head to asobergirlsguide.com to find our private Facebook pages. There you will find a city near you to meet and hang out with local sober girls in your area. Head to asobergirlsguide.com today. Hi Jess, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Jess? I'm great. It's Jess Squared. It's Jess Day today. um thank you so much for doing this again for obviously those who are listening um you know I just like to delete episodes of the podcast and then re-record because you know I just want to spend more time with the people I'm talking to so that's my excuse (laughs) I love it I'll spend any any Saturday with you (laughs) awesome I love it we're cozy Saturdays um Jess you are quite an amazing woman and I wanted to talk about all the good stuff you have going on right now but I wanted to kind of back it up and get a backstory of what you were like um pre-sobriety what was your life like that led you to um addiction and substance use disorder sure so it started really early for me um a lot of traumas as I was a kid, um, you know, at 13 parents got divorced. And, you know, prior to that, there was a lot of like mental and verbal abuse happening in the household. So when my parents got divorced, it was like a hallelujah, thank God. (laughs) And also like, well, now what the hell? Mm. Um, You know, and at 15, 
after that, you know, it was a couple of years in between, um, I was in the hospital with toxic shock and pronounced dead. So at 15, wow. it was a huge life event. And I remember everyone, like a lot of my friends came to the hospital thinking I was on a drug overdose, Yeah, which is ironic because look at where I came now. Right. Not um, yet. <laughs> not yet. Wait, that's to come Just in about 10 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a precursor of this. It was um, hmm. quite ironic, but you know, then right from 15 to 16, my life completely changed. Hmm. Um, four months after I was out of the hospital and I was recovering still from being there, I was induced into a coma. It was a big, big ordeal. Oh. My mom died of terminal lung cancer at 16, I was four months out of the hospital. She oh. found out, bam, she passed away. I watched my mother die. I watched the tear run down her cheek the day of her death. And then being the one to tell my youngest brother, who is my world. Yeah. Um, that was my first step into holy shit. Life can get crazy real quick. Yeah. Um, at th- that point, you know, we ended up living with my father, me and my youngest brother went and lived with my dad in a different city, which was life changing. Yeah. And then uh, 19 came around and that's where I became an alcoholic. And here's why um, my dad died at 19. So it was three years after my mom died. My dad had fallen. I was living downstairs at his house and my father, I heard him upstairs. He fell and my youngest brother screamed at the top of his lungs. And I bolted upstairs. I found my father laying face down and my brother yelling and crying. So I rolled my dad over. I began doing CPR, yelling at my brother to go grab the phone, call, you gotta call 911, gotta call 911. So we did. It was at that point, as I was giving my dad CPR, I knew he wasn't alive. I inhaled my dad's last breath as I was looking at my brother. I just, in my head, I was like, I gotta keep going. So my brother thinks I'm still trying to keep him alive. So he doesn't think I gave up. Yeah. And it was in that very moment, I felt that need to escape. You know, the, the cops came, they kneeled on, on their knees, and ironically, it was the same cop who pronounced my mom dead. He just looked at us and said, kids, I am so sorry. And he started crying. And my brother screamed, and that's the day of my life as an alcoholic started. Wow. It was that day. I began self-medicating that very night, and that was the first release I had felt since my mom died. Like, I'm home. I don't have to feel all this shit anymore. Like, yeah. Here's, here's my new way out. Right. That's where it started. Yeah. Oh my God. It's such a young, young age to just be abandoned by the people you need the most. Yeah. And that's how it felt. Yeah. I looked at my brother and we're like, well, now what, what do we do? Yeah. And you grow up. What did you do? Like what, what happened from there on? It was real rough, Jess. It was, um, we ended up taking about three months down the road after my dad, we just buried my father, pronounced mm-hmm. him dead and buried him. Um, that my family started fighting my mom's side and my dad's side over who's going to get custody of my brother. Right. So we had to go into the courts three months after burying my father and fight with my family and try to get him in the right place. Yeah. And thank God we did. You know, he ended up, he's, he's such a brilliant young man. Thank the stars. But it took some time. It was, it was troubling. Oh, to have all that like traumatic events. And then you have your like people fighting over what is supposed to be like, just help us out. Like you're yeah. just kids for Christ's sake. We're all kids. We don't know what, which way is up at this point. Right. You know, we just buried our mother three years before. Now our dad's gone. Everyone's fighting. 
We just wanted to find some peace. Right. And that wasn't available for us. Oh my God. Chess. Yeah. It was, it was intense. It, it, it remained intense because that's where alcohol became my best friend. Yeah. Let's push this down. I don't want to feel this shit. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So how did, how did that progress into your early adult years? I mean, 19. Yeah, so I can only imagine how it progressed. Yeah, it, it was real fast. I mean, that night I got drunk, hammered drunk. And uh, I was drunk for the next 20 years. Yeah. I didn't stop. Everything progressed. You know, I was at first just a drinker. And when I say just a drinker, I was drinking <laughs> cases of beer at night, right? Like, I wasn't like, oh, just a drinker. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I made no that sound more glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was drinking every day from 19 on, and it was easy to. But um, I got into my mid 20s and I found the nightclubs. Mm. And uh, that was when life really began for me. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. What did that look like? Yeah. So uh, I started in Minnesota here, mm-hmm. um, just some local clubs and then got asked to move to Florida. Ooh. And that's where the real party started. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's been to Florida, Miami in particular, sayonara. See you later. Bye. My yeah. new world is beginning and I want nothing to do with anybody else. Yep. That's how exactly how it went. I moved to Miami and uh, I met my new friend, Cocaine and Adderall Mm -hmm. and everything else that went with it. Yeah. You know, you're going into the number one club in Miami, um, rubbing elbows with all the big names and thinking that you're a big shot. Yeah. What would, what would your typical night look like? Uh, work, working, I say quotation working yeah. because like, let's get real. Uh, what, what would a typical night of work look like for you? Typical night at work. So, um, well, I'd get up at two to 3 PM. Mm-hmm. I'd go into the club I was working at in Miami and South beach mm-hmm. and do some, we had like a call center. So we would start calling lists of VIP guests and we would start okay. knocking it out, trying to book tables. I'd go home, I'd get ready for a solid two hours because you had to look to their standard, which was never met. Yeah. Um, ever. Basically a Barbie. Never. Yeah. Yeah. You are done up from head to toe and it really took two hours. Mm. Um, I'd pop a couple Adderall, get a little little jittery, start drinking all the champagne I had left over from the night before, mm-hmm. go into work at 10 and start working till five working sort of partying until 5 a.m. Partying. <laughs> I was party. working. Yeah. I was dancing on top of bars and hanging out with VIP guests. <laughs> like Getting those sparklers going. Oh, that was my jam. I could do oh. all kinds of dances. Yeah. Oh, I love, I have to, I have to admit, I am a sucker for some sparklers. I still am to this day. It's so fun. Like, it's kind of like childhood, but it's also like, you know, in the background, you have like really fun, like ravey music, and you're just like, yeah. And the child's just like, yes. yes. Here it is. I'm living. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Okay. So you'd be serving bottle service to all these like high end or celebrity clients, mm-hmm. getting the party started. And then what time would you end? Like six, seven? Yeah. So I mean, our, the club's closed at five. It yeah. would take a couple hours for them to check all of us out. Cause it was, it was huge. It was a super club. It was gigantic. Yeah. Um, and then of course you don't stop at 7am because 
why why the hell would you you? stop the party at that point that doesn't make sense to anybody yeah um (laughs) i you know i i would get tipped in you know eight balls so my party didn't it was amazing i never paid for drugs whoa Mm -hmm. yeah so everyone looked it was but to me it was it was so normal at the time yeah it was my normal and i look back i can't even imagine doing it but yeah you know so you go home and liquor stores are already open so you're stopping the liquor store you're still all partied up and ready to rock so after party at 7 a.m damn mm-hmm. oh that's like Cheers. one thing i never got about miami like how can people sleep till like 2 33 in the afternoon you miss the entire day but you yeah. don't know that like these people have been up since like 10 p.m it's like a whole different it, oh. it's a different world yes everyone's like you live in miami why aren't you tan i'm like i have to go spray tan to pretend i'm looking like i'm tan because i'm sleeping the whole day (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and and isn't that ironic like they have some of the most amazing beaches and you probably never got to like sit on them because you're like Mm. sleeping off like your day your party that night and getting ready for the next night and getting ready for the next night exactly exactly it i mean i would pass out on them every once in a while and wake up fried because I was like why why am I here how did I get here and like do that walk of shame with like half your body burnt yeah yeah (laughs) oh my god I just like Miami is a whole nother level like people think that Vegas is like intense it is a joke Vegas is a joke compared to Miami I would argue with anyone who would differ on (laughs) yeah if you knew the life there's no way Unless you've lived in Miami and done the deal. No way. Totally. It's like, it's just like a different, it's very, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I felt like the energy was extremely like sexually charged. Like everything was sexual. Everything Mm -hmm. was sexualized. You literally couldn't walk down the street without someone like whistling at you or like Hmm. saying, hey, baby, hey, baby, like coming up to you. Yeah. It's like just a totally different world totally different and sexually charged is the right way of saying it yeah you're hanging out with the sexiest people yes everyone's beautiful yeah the men the women everyone is and they're let's keep it real everyone's either rolling on a lot of drugs or they're drinking a shit ton of champagne so they're feeling their best yes and so you're rubbing around and everyone's the music and the whole atmosphere the lights it's like yeah not sexually charged right now (laughs) who is not (laughs) right like I don't think I've ever had so many threesomes in my life oh girl I hear you (laughs) that's like the norm yeah yeah like (laughs) I'm just like what and then I like come back even like LA they're like uh ew no why would you do that (laughs) like well just how it is (laughs) like honey you go to Miami talk yeah you'll you'll come home different I promise oh my god so yeah. how long did you live in Miami for? I was there for six years. Whoa. The, my thoughts exactly. The fact yeah. that I'm alive and speaking to you is a miracle every single day. Yeah. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. It, it was, it's madness. I don't know how I survived it. Yeah. So how, so you're, you're drinking, you're partying, you're, you're doing the Miami thing. Um, what, what comes next? Like what, where is your breaking point? What is your tipping point here? My tipping point in the, how I got out of it is, 
it was a blessing really. Um, mm. I was hospitalized with chronic um, bronchitis and pneumonia. And it's the yeah. only thing that slowed me down. I wanted to go back into the clubs that night and work. Yeah. Because that becomes a second addiction is the yeah. atmosphere, the party. And that was an addiction in itself. Absolutely. That vibe, that energy. Um, but it took me a hospitalization to slow down wow. and, and quit. Um, the Miami scene, but then I moved over to the other coast and still was doing it, but slowed down in the realm of I'm not done at 7am. Yeah. Um, moved back to the other coast for a few more years. And then I finally broke down in a dirty hotel room, called my brother and is like, either you're, you pick me up or I'm going to die here. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Wow. So. My brother was on a flight the next day and picked me up and drove me and my, my cat back to Minnesota. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. What was going on in a dirty hotel room? Like what, what kind of got you to that point? Do you remember? Yeah. So I was so, at this point I was so heavily addicted. I'd quit doing a lot of cocaine. I would every once in a while, but cocaine stopped being my, my DOC Yeah. and taking about 80 milligrams of Adderall every day seemed to be a good idea. So I, <laughs> that was, I was drinking. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, just, yeah. But that made sense. Okay. And it was um, legal or because it was like, what, was, just what was, was the rationale behind that? It just felt different. It felt great. Yeah. I mean, I used to mix the both and it was, I was always about the uppers. Yeah. Um, I got into a dirty hotel room because I didn't have any place to live. My boyfriend and I had broken up at that time and mm. I had nowhere to go. So why not get a grimy hotel room and live there for a few months and see how life pans out? Yeah. And it made sense to me, Jess, like that was a logical choice. 
I had friends who were like, come live with me. I was like, no, I'll take the hotel room. I knew I could drink and use as much as I wanted to there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one would be watching you or checking no up on you. Yeah. I do whatever the hell I wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. And then the call, like what, what made you like call your brother? How, when, why was it enough? I don't know. I, I really still believe to, there's a higher power at the universe was like, this girl either gets home or she's going to die in this room. Yeah. And that was probably the truth. Yeah. Um, I just picked up the phone. It was 3 a.m. I was, yeah. of course, still up. And by the grace of my higher power, my brother answered and was like, let's get you the fuck home. Yeah. And he did. It got me home and I slept for a couple of weeks legitimately. Yeah. And got off it and began my road to recovery. Wow. So did you go to treatment after that or, or what did your recovery look like? Not right away. I still went in and out of use for a couple yeah. more years. Um, hit my drinking plateau, as like I like to say. Yeah. And then fell back to my knees and called my uncle and was like, I need to go get help or I'm not going to live. Yeah. So my uncle got me into treatment in Laguna Beach for 30 days. Yeah. Got me started on the road to recovery and did outpatient for eight months. And by the grace of God, I'm still alive. Wow. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're back in Minnesota, right? Yeah. yeah. So what was, what was the choice to come back home? I, this is always going to be home. Um, yeah. I think after treatment, I needed stability. Yeah. And I needed to be around family who understood me and who was willing to go to any lengths with me for my yeah. recovery, because they knew if I didn't put it first, I didn't know at the time, if I didn't put my recovery first, I wouldn't be alive. Yeah. And it's still true to this day. I have to put my recovery first in some capacity or I'm not going to be here. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. So how do you, how do you practice your recovery? So I practice it. I, I attend a meeting every day mm-hmm. still after a year and a half. Um, yeah. I work with a sponsor who has a sponsor. I sponsor three women in the program. Yeah. Um, and I just, 
I just do the deal. I just turn it over. I stop trying to have control because I'm a control freak. Uh, <laughs> <I like yeah. laughs> My inner control freak sees your inner yes. control freak. Yes. I knew we got along. I knew it. Um, so I have to turn that over every day and just be done yeah. and uh, realize I'm not in control of this anymore. So what does that even look like? I swear to God, this is like my life's mission. How do you turn over power and control? How do you release it? Is it I just have, something that you constantly have to like work on? Practice. It's yeah. not, it doesn't not come naturally for me. This is yeah. not like I wake up I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to turn it over and be happy with it. That's yeah. it. No, that is not as easy as it seems as I say it. Um, yeah. I still battle with that. I still hold on to old pieces. I still hold on to old things of past Jessica because that's my comfort zone is to be in chaos. Yeah. So to have peace is a new place for me and I still have to navigate that. But to answer your question, it's, I have to breathe. I have to pause and say, this is not in my control. Yeah. And do my best to turn it over. It doesn't happen naturally for me. It takes work. Yeah. That is, <laughs> it's a long, it's a, yeah. I, I think like that's an ever ending practice. Like you just got to keep, keep trying and keep, keep doing it. It's yeah. freaking hard. It, it's work. <laughs> if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, you seem so happy. I'm like, it takes me, I see a therapist once a week still. Yeah. I'm not here on my own. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> There's an like, army behind me. <laughs> you don't know how, no. you don't know how long it takes for me to get happy. For yeah. sake. <laughs> it's so true. I did not wake up like this. I did not <laughs> at all. Oh gosh. Oh funny. my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, you know, I know we have like talked a lot about some like pretty serious things and yeah. traumatic events and stuff, but you're able to kind of not laugh at it, but th find, you know, some humor in it. And I really believe that's, you know, a counterpart to the healing of it. How do you think you've been able to heal and overcome such traumatic events in your life? It's really by the people in my life. I surround myself mm. with amazing people who want the absolute best for me yeah. and to do the work. Like I, I do see a therapist. I laugh about it and I joke about it, but the seriousness is, is I needed that a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm just now healing my inner child by doing all the work I could have done then. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's serious work. But it's, it's so worth it because I love who I am now. I don't look at the mirror and turn away in disgust of who's the reflection looking back at me any longer. I love who I am and who I'm becoming because it's genuine. It's not this fake facade of who I think people want me to be mm. or transforming into a character to be put on a stage like it was in Miami. Mm -hmm. It's being authentic Jess and I get to show up sometimes disgusting and raw and real with it or I'm just genuinely happy. Yeah. Just living my authentic life. And that's a cool, that's a fun place to be. <laughs> Yeah, you know, sobriety I mean, could be so fun, right? Like right there, that that's freedom. Like that's peace. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it is so so beautiful. What an, an amazing realization. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 one of the lucky ones to have found that and to be okay with that. Yeah, um, absolutely, definitely. <laughs> we got a little cat all the time, cutie. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so now I want to talk about what you're doing now. I, I see that you're um, hanging out with Kevin from Recovery yeah. Rockstars. Uh, tell me a little bit about that and how you guys got connected and came together. Yeah. Um, love Kevin. Love Recovery Rockstars. Yeah. This has been such a fun outlet to be in recovery and to be a part of part of what he's doing and breaking the stigma of addiction. And um, so how we got, we, he asked me to be a part of the top three for recovery. Yeah. I was like, Oh hell yeah, dude. Like, I love what you're doing. Love your vibe. Like yeah. why wouldn't I say yes to that? So we did that. And after we got done recording, he's like, you know, I've been kind of looking for someone. That's my best Kevin voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been kind of looking for someone to maybe like, you know, collaborate with and do some work with, would you be open to some segments? I was like, absolutely dude. Like, let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, like you, um, we did hit a hope and yeah. a couple of other different segments that we're going to keep continuing to do. So sharing the love and peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, I yeah. love Kevin. He is just such, he's just such a great guy, like a genuine, amazing guy. And it's kind of hard to find like these days. Yeah. You know, I agree. like I think I just found one of my favorite male friends ever. Like, where have you been, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like a legit like friend, like someone who doesn't want anything from you, who's yeah. like literally just looking to help and connect and yeah. get the word out. Um, if anyone doesn't know about Kevin, he was on the podcast. Oh gosh, like years ago, he was like one of the first, um, and he started Recovery Rockstars because of his a family member who passed away uh, due to addiction. And he kind of made it his mission to go on and promote and show that recovery can be amazing and beautiful and everyone can be in a recovery rock star. Um, So if you haven't heard that episode, definitely get into that. I think we should have him on again because he's just, I just love hanging out with him. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you absolutely should he's a you know he's amazing yeah he's a we all need guy. a kevin in our life we all need a kevin <laughs> <laughs> we do <laughs> we're so lucky definitely i feel oh. like especially women in recovery um I've, I've definitely noticed like trusting people has been um you know kind of an underlying issue and mm-hmm. i feel like Kevin is a really great example of a man who is can hold space for women without any ulterior motives like zero homeboy is married kids like just the most genuine loving supportive man which is just really comforting I think for women especially in recovery I agree with that yeah my experience with men isn't that. Yes, so, me too. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. To have a man in recovery who, like you said, married kids, has family, loves that, yeah. but does it so well, he has that balance and his motives are just pure. Mm-hmm. It's just pure. I want to share hope. I want to share peace. I want to share recovery. I want to do this the right way. And that's how it, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what has your relationships with men been like? Since, let's just go yeah, there. No, great question. Um, super messed up. And not all, and I always blamed them until I got in the program. I was like, oh, I got to look at my part too. Well, that's super shitty. Yeah. Because it was super fun to blame them for everything before. Obviously. But, um, <laughs> and I looked at my part. It's like, okay, so maybe my drinking and drug use and all my outlash 
like behaviors isn't appropriate for relationships. Hmm, um, <laughs> yeah, but I always chose men because I always I wanted that father figure. I wanted an mm-hmm. older man who was established, mm-hmm. who had this, that, and the other. And come to find out, like I was just trying to find a father, not a man to be with. So yeah, needs were never met in either way. So. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So how has that now changed and translated into your relationships being in recovery? Like, are you dating or no? I am. I Ooh. have a boyfriend now. It's, it's so, it's different in recovery. Um, yeah. Cause before I was trying to find my worth with, within men yes. and I outsourced that happiness with a man. Yeah. And now it's, I found someone who I, I was happy with me first. I wasn't looking for a relationship, which I always wanted. Yeah. But now I just get to be generally happy with somebody because I'm cool with me. I can love me first. And now he's just an added value to my life. I yeah. don't look for him as my life. So it's, it's different. He's just the cherry on top. He is. He's a great soul. I'm so lucky. Oh, and I yeah. bet that takes like so much pressure off of the relationship and off like your partner too. Absolutely. Cause yeah. he, no one was ever going to live up to my expectations before. Yeah. Cause they were unreasonable. <laughs> right. I don't think I knew what I wanted. I just wanted a man. I just wanted somebody, you yeah. know, someone to like, love me. Yeah. To love myself. Like, rescue you. To yes. Like, exactly. Yeah. To, to like pick you up and put you back together. But like, mm-hmm. they don't know how to like put every piece in the right place. And how can they? If I didn't even know who I was at the core, right. like, how can they even have a chance to love me? I don't know who I was. I didn't even like who I looked in the mirror. Like, there's no way. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. Now I get to have that because I'm cool. Cool just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so great. Yeah. Jess, if you had any advice to anyone listening today who's maybe, you know, thinking about going uh, in recovery or kind of like working through recovery, what uh, piece of advice would you give them? Reach out, get connected. Um, it was a thing that saved my life is just to reach out mm-hmm. um, to me, to anybody else in recovery. The recovery world is so willing to help. Yeah. So reach out, let us love on you and let us help guide you because yeah. that's what we do. It's definitely going to feel foreign at first yes. and you're definitely going to question everyone's motives and why, what do you want from me? <laughs> um, I definitely felt that way. I'm like, what? Okay. You know what? You're talking real nice. What do you, what do you want? What can I do for you? What, yeah. do, you, what do you want from me? Um, Always. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it is. But yeah. it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if anyone is listening who doesn't know where to reach out, um, we have started new private uh, Facebook groups. So I'm trying to hit um, different like major cities in the world. Um, mm-hmm. We even have, we have one in Canada, UK, um, LA, Texas, uh, New York, and Boston. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's, and that just literally just happened like three weeks ago. So building up those groups, because I, I don't know about you, but I find that I want someone to relate to like geographically too, right? Um, it's really great to to speak to strangers on the internet like you know in Germany or Australia or wherever that's lovely but it still feels a bit disconnected for me at least and to find other sober girls in your own backyard or 
you know, women who are sober curious or thinking about it. I think it just gives it so much more power. I agree. You know, you know they're close and you feel yeah. more connected. That, that connected piece is spot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like, oh, we have the same weather today. You know, it's just like these little tiny like nuances that we're missing and the mm-hmm. internet is kind of glosses over a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's what's kind of going on with the private Facebook groups. And they're really, I think people are really digging it. They're really growing, which is like so cool to see. Um, so yeah, they are available. I haven't posted on the website yet because I haven't figured out how to get everything in one place. <laughs> but I will Um, but on Instagram uh, if you go in the LinkedIn bio you'll see all the different groups and uh, if you don't see something in your area message me and let's get a group going always willing to to expand I love it that's awesome Jess yeah Jess thank you so much for chatting and sharing your experience and your knowledge and your wisdom it's been so awesome round two is the bomb <laughs> Round two for the win <laughs> Woo! love it i'm not gonna delete this one now <laughs> how sweet is jess she is just so down to earth and loving and open and honest and i just love that all of our guests are just so willing to be open and vulnerable and i think that is definitely a key component to a healthy successful recovery As always, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to follow, rate, subscribe, comment. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide and the blog. Don't sleep on the blog. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. We have you lock, stocked, and loaded from Sober Girl merch, from blogs, how-tos, tips, and tricks to amazing challenges, workbooks. We have you at any point in your recovery, in your sobriety journey. We got you covered, girl. We got your back. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.